ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. I'm Scott Prather. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. You see him in suits on television often. KTC TV3's own sports reporter, weekend anchor. That would be uh, Mr. Seth Lewis, who sometimes when you see him on TV, he's got a suit on up top, but uh, if he didn't have to come out from behind that table, he might just be rocking some, like, boxer shorts and socks. I don't know what you're speaking of right now. Um, I'm, I'm always in the freshest of pants, uh, full suit, dress shoes, the whole nine, you know? I've yeah, never known you to be a liar, what Seth. What is this? Is this is what's going on here? It's <laughs> remind you, it's Lent right now yeah, too. I mean, you know, we can, it's just, it is Lent right now. This is very true. Um, yeah, you never know. You never know. Going to guilt you into telling the truth. Uh, All right, well, I'll yeah, take. I'll well, take a mystery. Okay. I, I, I will. I will. I will. I will be honest. Uh, I was tempted during quarantine to, to to try out the boxers routine just to say I did it, but I don't think I did. I don't. I don't think I have a. I don't think I ever pulled that one off per se. But um, but you're right. Uh, you know, you just you just never know. Man, we have to do a behind the scenes look one day so people can get get a real view. <laughs> you you just never know. That should be the four word phrase for March Madness, right? Like you just never know. You think you have an idea, you have your favorites, but you just never know. And then you throw in the wrinkle of this year and COVID and some teams have played a bunch of games, others haven't played that many. You you really you just never know. You might win your bracket by knowing nothing. You might come in last place with your bracket pool, and you might follow college basketball a lot. That is honestly the beauty of March Madness to me is that um, the 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 crapshoot that it is at times, the upsets, the do or die situations, the drama. I missed it last year, man. I am so ready for these games to tip off. Oh today. man, me too. Me too. And I mean, last night, you know. It was such a good start, you know, to say that it was only four games. And obviously Thursday is usually the, you know, that big right, thing. Right, it's, right. It's, it's all those games at once. But uh, I, I will say to myself with the games that we did get, I mean, you talk about Norfolk State and App State. App made a game of it, shot. man. They made a game App of it. They were getting I mean, worked, getting too. Out. Yeah. Yes, they were. And then, um, you know, Johnny Jones, former LSU head coach, DeRitter native, you know, gets his first ever uh, career uh, NCAA tournament win with Texas Southern, and they were down by double digits uh, at, at halftime of, of their game. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it came down to uh, the, the very end, along with uh, Wichita State, which was uh, one I watched uh, extensively. I watched all of them extensively, I guess. But that game there, I mean, you're talking Wichita State. Wichita State held Drake which is uh, the greatest name as of right now because of, of course, the rapper Drake. So a lot of, a lot of Drake jokes last night. But they held Drake to six points in the first 13 minutes of the game. They held Drake to three points in the first seven minutes of the second half. was up by double digits, up by like 10. But they probably should have been up by 15 or 20. And somehow Drake just saw one fall and it was just like something just clicked for him. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, still though, you're talking about a last second shot that hits the front of the rim for Wichita against Drake. So, I mean, if that is a teaser for what is to come in this tournament, man, we are, we are in store for some, for some good games and some good games where teams are not going to have to be traveling 
back and forth. Like I'm really interested to see um, how that doesn't affect anything. Um, there's so many different variables with this tournament um, because it's a bubble. It's like the it's like the NBA bubble, I guess a little bit in that respect. And so it's going to be a matter of like not only uh, physically who's the better team or gifted, who's the more um, gifted on the court, but it's going to be a, a big time mental battle too on who is uh, men- who can mentally stay the sharpest over those weeks in uh, in Indiana. So. Man, I, I I can't wait, man. I, I really can't. Yeah, all the games last night were good. They were good. They were tight. Uh, UCLA, Michigan State, Drake, Wichita State. It looked like Norfolk App was going to be a, a snoozer, but uh, App made a game of it, came back, fall by yep. one. They were all good, man. They were all good games. And, and, um, and, and I imagine – I'm just hoping – you know, the, <laughs> sometimes you have that first day and then that first round of games, none of them are close. Let's just hope that, like, right out the gate, you're not waiting until later in the day. But I, I think by, like, 3 or 4 this afternoon – when you have like some games ending, other big ones starting, and then you get to that late night cap, there's just that those sections of that Friday, and I guess now Saturday, typically Thursday, Friday, but this year Friday and Saturday, where you're just gonna have like every channel you put it on, it's like I got to see this close finish, and it's amazing. And you switch it over, oh, three minutes left in this one. It's just there's nothing like it, man. It's, there's nothing like it, man. It's it's the greatest sporting event, and I, I mean that sincerely, and also. Uh, let me also say shout out to HBCUs uh, because you know Norfolk State and Texas State first time that uh, teams from the MEAC and the SWAC both got wins in the same um, NCAA tournament, so that's super dope um, for them. But uh, to what you're saying, I mean, it's just you know it is the same feel of college football. You know what I mean? Like that's that's part of the beauty of like viewing college football is that like you could watch. I don't know, let's say the Cajuns are playing at 11 a.m. And, and the Cajuns get done, and you can flip over to Fox or the ESPN or wherever, and you can catch the end of the game, and then you head over to CBS for that 2.30 SEC game. And then, uh, you know, if that game wasn't necessarily close, like you can continue to watch college football from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. with the Pac-12 game. And that's that's the similar feel with the NCAA tournament, but it's almost on drugs because it's win or go home. You know, those games are weak. You know, that's game three or four of the season. Like, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not uh, changing a whole lot. This is, you're watching someone pack their bags uh, at every turn. And they may be packing their bags off of a buzzer beater. Like, I mean, like, the one shining moment, I don't know if you got to see the the one that they did, like the all-time one shining moment coming into uh, coming into the tournament, but it's just I had chills, and I get chills every time I hear Luther, awful song, um, the greatest singer of all time. You know, like no, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the song. I'm I, now look, I, no disrespect to I, him. Look, man, I, I can't. It's it's I, too too much. Cheese. I feel like that that might be a. Well, no, I ain't gonna. Say, I won't say that. I was gonna say it might be a cultural thing, but um, <laughs> I, I I love the song, man. It's um, I think it's. On top of the, uh, and I know some people may say it's cheesy oh, or whatever. Uh, there you are. It's just what it represents. You're running for your it's life. It's just what it represents, man. Oh, man. Now nah, it gets me. See, no, look, hey, there, there are people that whatever. say their favorite part of the tournament is a montage at the end of the championship game with the song. And I'm like, that's your favorite part of the tournament? Like, are you kidding me? I, like, it's it's three I, I, minutes. What about, like, the first? What about it, today? Like, that's the best part of the tournament, no, today and tomorrow. No, I'm not going to. 
it's it is one of my favorite parts because let me tell you let me tell you why it's one of my favorite parts of the tournament because there are moments that like a lot of the moments that define the tournament aren't necessarily the final four of the championship game it's a lot of times uh it's the umbc up yeah, in virginia the day and tomorrow the, man it's the bryce true uh buzzer of course right, right, right. best part of the dance by the time but when by the time you get to the championship some of like you're looking back and you're like wow that did happen not to say that you forgot but it's just a good reminder of the the joys and the the dog piles and the, it's just cool man it's just cool like I, I look I'm I'm for it I'm for it and I remember they who was it, it was like Jennifer Hudson they tried to do mm. like a, a yeah. remix of it or yeah. something like no 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 don't do that don't don't mess with the classic leave Luther let him rock rest his soul and yeah like that's that's what I need that's what I need at the end of the tournament but uh, I love it all, man. It, it's just, it's just a beautiful, and I love basketball. We both love basketball. It's just, it's just a great time, man. I, I love it. So, who you got in the final four? Who's cutting down so the nets when all said and done? It scares me that it's so much chalk. It's a little bit too much chalk for me, and I, and I feel like, especially in a tournament like this, um, there has to be some sort of upsets. But to me, it's, um, it's Gonzaga. It's Alabama, it's Baylor, and it's Illinois. And then I have Gonzaga and Illinois in the championship game. And then I believe that it's going to be Illinois that wins it all. But, like, for example, you know, Illinois in the Sweet 16 will probably play if they take care of their business, Oklahoma State, and Cade Cunningham, the potential number one pick in the NBA draft. That's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough out uh, because of his potential uh, and his ability to score the ball. But, you know, his teammates aren't scrubs. <laughs> uh, he's, got, he's got some other guys that can score. But I really like Illinois because of uh, my favorite ter- my favorite name in the tournament, which is A.O. Uh, <laughs> A.O. Desumu, who should be a lottery pick as a guard. And um, and, and he's, uh, he's pretty fun to watch as far as getting to the goal and, um, he's a pretty good defender too. And then, um, and then Kofi Coburn, um, you know, he's like baby Shaq. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean he's literally Shaq, but I mean, he's just a, he's kind of a throwback almost. Cause you just give it to him in the post and he's just, he's just dunking everything. He's just mean, man. Like, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what to call him other than baby Shaq. Um, you know, and baby unlike a big baby Shaq, who wasn't really all that, that athletic. You said what you said. I'm sorry. I started singing the Baby Shark song. I apologize. I just oh, ba- having oh, kids look, and I, you, you, yeah, you, you yeah, said I Baby Shark and my head it. just went there. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Uh, you just Lewis. went to do. <laughs> yeah, I, got you. I know. You so do. Here, here, here's what's gonna happen, and 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 or or not. Um, you said you love Illinois. I think they're gonna get upset in the Sweet 16 by Oklahoma State. You said you love uh, Baylor. Yeah. They're gonna get upset in the Sweet 16 by Purdue. The man loves Alabama. They're gonna get. They're gonna get beat in the second round by UConn. Okay, and Gonzaga yeah, is gonna go to the final and win it all. So, yeah, hey, look, I gotta take I chances, would. man. I, I can't just go chalk. I can't be Seth Lewis. I gotta, I gotta go out there. I gotta go on a limb. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just like those teams, man. Like, I, I'm not saying like I've watched all the college basketball, but I've watched a decent bit over the last couple of weeks, and I've watched basketball like prior to that, like you know, spot games here and there, and um. 
I just I like Illinois, man. But I like Gonzaga too. You know, like you know, they have just a nice mix of, you know, um their kid that's gonna be um a top five pick and then uh Jalen Suggs. And then you have other guys on that team that just uh are very I don't even want to say they compliment him because uh Corey Kispert is an all American. So um I mean he's doing his own thing, but um I, I just Oh, they had two. I yeah, yeah. Look. I mean, they're, they're, you, you said UConn's gonna upset Alabama. Yep, it's gonna happen. Good luck. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, good luck. Uh, the SEC Player of the Year, which uh, they kept bringing up, and but it's a good point. The SEC Player of the Year was fourth on their team in scoring. Look, like, ba- Bama is. Bama is if you look at like you know writers' picks from around the country, there are a lot of people picking Alabama to get to the Final Four, but. I, I don't know, man. There's something about experience and being in this moment, and I, I yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, that that wouldn't be UConn, um, not not this year, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I, look, Alabama outside of like really the Sun Belt West, <laughs> not even the Sun Belt, but outside of the Sun Belt West, Alabama is the only other team that I've seen in person when they when they played uh, LSU at LSU, and they put it on them. <laughs> they put it on him, and obviously, uh, it speaks to LSU's growth. That LSU, uh, you know, you could argue should have won that game, or was you know literally tip for tat with um, with them in the in the championship. But um, I mean, Alabama just has shooters, and they live by the three, die by the three. So if, if that three dies, they may die. There's a good chance they could die. But uh, I think they have just enough shooting all around. Uh, that can propel them in there. And I think they got a good draw because they're on the side that Michigan is on. And um, I just don't – I don't see Michigan – I don't see Michigan making it to the Elite Eight. I think I have them going to C-16. I I couldn't bring myself to – Come on. I couldn't bring myself to – What? To pick LSU to beat Michigan. As much as I think that they can do it, it's um, a tough. It's a tough. Let's let's talk about LSU for a minute. Seth Lewis, our guest. It's a tough draw. We're not going to get into Will Wade and Dick Vitale's peeing contest. Sure. We'll just stick to the. Look, the Bonnies are good. Uh, LSU's they good. Are. Michigan's good. I, when I'm looking at first round and second round matchups in a region, that one, man. I mean, like, I don't think Gonzaga's oh. going to struggle with, you know, Oklahoma or Missouri. Um, I don't think Baylor's going to struggle in the second round. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, look, I I'll root for Loyola Chicago, but I don't. I don't think they're going to beat Illinois in the second round. No. Saint Bonnie or LSU, they they could they could play with Michigan, but I'm I think the Wolverines they're gonna they're gonna get by there. But what do you make of LSU and uh, the eight seed and this tough draw they have in the East? Well, the eight seed was disrespectful. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was super disrespectful to uh, to LSU, to be honest. Uh, I thought with the run that they made in the tournament, you know, and even like, you know, you look at Mizzou, they beat Mizzou was their last one before the SEC tournament, and you know they're eighth seed in the uh, in this tourney. Uh, Ole Miss was a first four team out, you know, so I, I don't know how great that necessarily looks. But then you beat um, an Arkansas team who is what a, a four seed or five seed or something like that. And you're you don't get credit for for like almost winning, um, but it just felt like even if LSU would have won the tournament, I just don't know 
if that would have affected their seed that much. And and honestly, I have been thinking coming into this year that if you play championship games on Sunday, it probably doesn't benefit you because outside of like a Georgetown who won on Saturday, where like they're an automatic bid and you have to account for that. Outside of something like that, like like those teams just never seem to get favorable draws based on tournament runs. Like it, it just seems like it's set already. Like it doesn't seem like uh, the tournament factored very much into it. Like I don't know if if LSU loses to Ole Miss, are they a nine seed or a ten seed? I don't know. Like I, I really, I'm really not sure. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like they moved very much. I thought they went into the SEC tournament as more of an eight seed than anything. So um, it was disrespectful, but. Uh, I remember Coach Calipari said this when Kentucky got an AT, uh, but made that run to the Final Four. And it's when you misseed a team, most of the time you're not punishing the team that you misseed, you're punishing the teams that are ahead of them. Because now they're facing a much tougher um, battle than like what it should be if that team shouldn't be an AT. So Michigan is seeing, Michigan, if LSU wins, because I don't think that's a guarantee by any stretch. But if LSU wins, they're going to see a team that, in my eyes, was a six at worst, if not a potential uh, of well, no, no, a six. I'll say a six. They would have been a five in my eyes if they had won the tournament. But um, but a six. So you're facing, in my opinion, a six seed um, instead of an eight seed. And um, you know, Michigan is missing one of their best players uh, in Livins. So. That is going to be tough. Like that's that's uh, that's that's probably even more of my hesitance in a team like Michigan is that they're missing a key piece like that, and they're missing a key piece while being in probably the toughest region. Like, man, Florida State as a four, you know, that's tough. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about the ACC runner-up. Um, Alabama obviously as a two. Uh, I'm forgetting who's the three in that region, but the the three in that region. It's, te- it's Texas. It's Texas. Yeah, it's Shaka Smart. Oh, it's Texas. I mean, the freaking Big Twelve champs. So I mean, like, you know, you, the, you so you got the SEC champs, the Big Twelve champs, um, the ACC runner-up. You got the SEC runner-up, uh, all in that same bracket. So that's just look, man. That's that's the Georgetown who won the the Big East. I don't think they're going to go all that far. Um, but uh, no, Colorado, no, Georgetown's who's in the Pac-12 getting championship. Yeah, um, you know, Colorado is in the Pac-12 championship. Even uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, you you mentioned UConn um, and like Maryland, like it's just that's a that's a tough. <laughs> I just like I like Dan, I like I think Dan Hurley's a good coach. I like what he did at Rhode Island. That's sure. that's and and I needed to. I don't know. I can't just talk myself into chalk. You know, I got I got to take some risks. I got to risk it for the biscuit. You know. Yeah. Some risk. I definitely got some. Um, Give me one before we, we move on to another sport. Give me one risk. I, I got a. I think I have uh, UC Santa Barbara going to the Sweet Sixteen. And they're twelve seeds. I have them beating Creighton and beating Virginia. Um, so that's that's one risk uh, I have in here. I actually have Georgetown beating oh, Colorado. Oh, oh, here's the thing. No, Ohio's going to beat Virginia. You think Ohio's going to beat yeah, Virginia? Ohio's going to beat Virginia. Virginia's going to lose Man, to a thirteen you, in round one. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I almost always have one. I think it's a, I think it's a four, five, or, or in this case, a twelve, thirteen. I've always had one where I predicted two upsets, and that would be a pretty good one. 
um, in that case. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Look, man, I think I have Florida State in my Elite Eight. It would not surprise me if they lost to UNC Greensboro. Like, that's something that Florida State does. I can't really can't really fully explain that one, but um, Florida State is, is, is good for that. So, um, But, no, that's, that's my big one. Uh, I think I have Winthrop beating Villanova, too, because um, – they lost yeah. their best player in yeah. Gillespie, oh, yeah. so um, that would that would be another one, a, a twelve seed that 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 goes up goes against Purdue. So those are, those are a couple of my uh, big first round upsets. Seth Lewis of KTC TV three, our guest. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. If you're listening on the ESPN 1420 Listen Live player, whether it be on your desktop or your mobile device via our mobile app and in connected cars and on smart speakers, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market and the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. I want to talk briefly, Seth, Rage Cajun Women's Basketball. They're playing today, 2 o'clock. We have it pregame, 145. Ian Ozan from Memphis, WNIT, taking on Colorado. It's uh, it's not a double elimination tournament, but every team in the WNIT is guaranteed two games. Um, so if you lose your first game, you'll play again. If you win your first game, then it's from that from pretty much from there on out. It's single elimination. Um, they have a little consolation bracket, but uh, the goal obviously was was the turning. They came up short in the championship game, but um, that's a lot of size they got to deal with today against against Colorado. Man, that's a. That's a tough matchup uh, for them, and I feel like if, if they're going to get a win today, if they're going to upset uh, the Buffalo, it's going to be a game where they just got to get super hot from the outside because it's going to be awfully tough to out-rebound this group. Man, it is um, It's a tough draw. It's a tough draw. It's like drawing Gonzaga in the first round in the, in the tournament. Uh, or, or draw, and, I, and I say that because, I mean – Stanford has two losses on the year, and one of them is to Colorado. Size, man. Stanford's a one seed. Oh, no, they're the one seed in the women's tournament, you know? They're the one seed. They have two losses. One of them is to Colorado. I don't even know how else to – like, you know what I mean? Like, you never know, right? Like, uh, you get in the march and some crazy things happen. But I will say – that the women's side um, usually, especially when you talk about the NCAA tournament, the women's side is a lot more chalk than the men's side. Like you, you may see some upsets in the in the seven tens, the eight nines, maybe a, a eleven here or there, but uh, otherwise, um, it's it's pretty chalk, and, and you can almost call it chalk uh, almost until the like elite eight or something like that. Typically, I'm talking about in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, this is T, but uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take it is going to be a major upset. I'll say that if they were to um, were to win the day, but I do like that about the WNIT that every team does get multiple games, and I think it's gonna be a great experience for them. And I think, you know, man, look, if it's close uh, late in the fourth quarter, uh, all bets are, are are really off, especially when you talk about some of the guards that the Cajuns have when you talk about Brandy Williams. Brandy Williams isn't scared of the moment. Uh, Skylar Goodwin isn't scared of the moment. Um, you know, uh, Ty Doucette is going to be drawing some um, some tough matchups, but she's she's not scared. These girls aren't scared. Like, you know, this, this is a team that was one on, what, 15-game win streak and went toe-to-toe 
with a Troy team that was probably favored in that game, but um, but you know they they gave them all that they could handle, and so um, so I don't I don't think that they'll be scared of the moment, but that size is just going to be very very difficult to overcome for Colorado. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com um, Diamond Sports for a moment. Cajun softball gets the split at Texas yesterday. They're taking on UT Arlington this week and tonight, Saturday and Sunday. Getting the split at Texas, I mean, they, they couldn't host them. Glasgow just, the guy wants to play no matter what. I mean, last week, and he was, I think he tried to get him in like a tournament last second that was in like Oklahoma somewhere because he just, like, he wants to play so bad. And last weekend, for those that don't know, Georgia Southern was scheduled to come to Lampson Park. They had some COVID issues. So, you know, uh, it, it, it is what it is, but like, you know, Texas, oh, shoot, weather in the forecast, let's reschedule it. We'll play them there Thursday. Let's just get it in. And they got one of the they got one of the wins. So they split yesterday at Texas, who's number 10 in the country. I mean, where, where are you at right now with softball who had those, those just, I mean, really uh, crushing injuries early in the season that really, I think, mm-hmm. took a lot of air out of the team? Uh, where are you at with them moving forward? In, in not so much in the Sun Belt. I mean, they're going to win the Sun Belt, but in terms of beyond that, like, what do you, what, where do you think their season is going to end this year? Well, one would, uh, one would hope that, um, that it, it would end because I think they still have a chance to host at least uh, a regional. Let's say, I don't, I don't know about, I think they probably, it may be out of play for a super regional at this point outside of, you know, uh, getting a couple wins over Alabama or something like that later in the year. But, um, but I think that they are still in play for a regional and getting a split against Texas is big, obviously because of the stature of Texas them being a top 10 team. And then you have a, a very nice win over Oklahoma state um, already. You know, you would have liked to have gotten a split, with LSU, and it's not like they didn't play them close in that second game. The first game, as uh, Coach Glasgow uh, talked about, was literally the day that they found out um, that, that Rain O'Neal was out for the season and that their um, their star freshman from last year was out for the season. And so um, they may have been a little bit shell-shocked. But uh, i tell you what, the thing that I'm most encouraged about is Kendra Lamb. You know, she has pitched really well against some tough teams, you know, in the last, well, not last year, but two years ago, when they had a top 25 opponent, Summer was pitching almost all those games, you know, especially if it wasn't like a three-game series or anything like that. Like if it was, if it was two games, uh, she was pitching both of them. Uh, and she may have pitched complete games for both of them. And I think for multiple reasons, for various reasons, they've had to trust someone else and that person being lamb and she shined she she shined uh in her opportunities you know like she was the starter in that first game and they lost four nothing uh but you know that they should be able to get some runs on the board they should be able to make that a little bit more more comfortable for her and i mean the bats turned around and scored 10 runs in the second game so it's you know obviously they can still put up a lot of offense a lot of runs um you know when they need to and I think Sunbelt play is going to be really big for them to continue to build her along with, um, you know, uh, Vanessa. Well, when you talk about, um, you know, because Summer, Summer is obviously, you can count on her 
you you know what she's going to give you. You know she, you know what she's going to bring. Um, you don't you don't have to worry about that. Um, and then Kendra is continuing to prove herself. But you would like to see uh, Carly Heath get some some innings uh, in the circle. You would like to see um, people like Vanessa Foreman um, get some burn along with you know a Casey Dixon or something like that. You, you'd like to see them uh, get some starts. You know maybe against some inferior opponents and whatnot, but um, but but get those starts and uh, and continue to develop your bullpen, continue to develop your pitchers, and, and see exactly what you have uh, as you move forward. So uh, I, I think they have reason to be encouraged. Um, I do think that you know uh, the pause of the season. You know when you talk about. Um, that series being canceled last weekend, like, you know, I'm sure they want to play. I'm sure they don't want to have too many more pauses, but, you know, you can only do so much with, you know, COVID-19 and um, and the different precautions that uh, universities and um, these conferences are, are, are putting in place to try to keep, keep the student-athletes safe, which is the most important thing. But um, I think that um, they are in a, in a good spot and there's still a lot to learn about this team. Good stuff. Seth Lewis, ESPN 1420. They'll play tonight, 7.30, pregame. We mentioned got women's hoops at 2. Uh, afternoon program in between that with Norman and Lynn. And um, Cajun baseball, last thing on the Diamond Sports. They got the win at Nichols, man. I mean, it's up. they're up 9-4. <laughs> You're on a five-game losing streak. Suddenly it's 9-8 in the ninth, but uh, – Bradford, who's, you know, Bab told me Wednesday, uh, associate head coach Anthony Babineau, I was asking him who the glue guy is, right, the guy that's not going to stuff the stat sheet or maybe get the recognition from the conference. He said, oh, it's, it, it's Austin Bradford. He is a glue guy. There's so many things you don't know that happens behind the scenes. He's like, you know, the team, how happy they were for him in that moment um, to come in and get that one, two, three inning. And really – you know, it's just a midweek game at Nichols, but when you've lost the way they have with the errors and you had four the other night, you just you really needed to, I think, enter this weekend on a positive note. And Southern Miss had some pitchers. And you've got a team right now in yeah. the Cajuns that, frankly, are just not getting consistent hitting from the lineup. And they're trying to find that offense. I mean, you have some guys that have big nights, you know, three hits here, three hits there, two hits from another guy, and then just – couple of spots in the lineup where there's nothing so you're trying to find that mix of who we got to get the points but then you have guys playing defense and they're not playing in their most natural position and so the errors are there and the errors have cost them games and so it's that delicate balance and you know I asked Matt about it coach Matt Deggs on Monday he said look darn if you do darn if you don't you know that's the challenge right now Southern Miss where I started before I started rambling was I was just gonna say I mean they their pitching was just – it was outstanding. I mean, the velocity and control on it truly was something. And talking to Bab, he's like, yep, and you know what? <laughs> we might see even better pitching this weekend. I mean, TCU can throw it. And tonight, 6 o'clock at, at MF Russo Park, you've got one team in TCU with great pitching going up against another team in Louisiana – who is starting tonight, Spencer Arigetti, who has worked his way quickly, I might add, into the Friday night role and against his former team because that's where he started his college career, at TCU. Um, I, I, think, I think a big part of where this series unfolds tomorrow and Sunday is going to be 
who could you know how far can the guys go tonight and who can get that win on opening night? I think the game tonight, I'm expecting, unless the Cajuns have a bunch of errors again, I'm expecting a low scoring but very entertaining baseball game tonight. That dude is going to be fired up. <laughs> I mean, he's he wakes up fired up, right? Let's be honest. That dude gets out of bed fired up. He wakes up lit and to, to be facing his former team. And the first time that he's going to be starting in, uh, on a Friday night uh, for the Cajuns, that all, a Friday night start already gives you a little bit of juice, right? And then on, on top of that, it being your first time, and then on top of that, it being going against your former team. And, you know, you know some of those guys, they probably want to beat your brain in, but you certainly want to beat their brain in. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be uh, awesome. That's going to, that's going to be exciting. But um, yeah, you know, and and you, you know, we talked about it last week about them um, them not being able to to, to to string hits together and them needing to do that. And you know, some of that was based on Southern Miss. Some of that was based on um, on Mississippi State. Um, and you can only hope that uh, you know sometimes in you know to to use a March Madness uh, reference or a basketball reference, sometimes all it takes is for the, the ball to go in the, in the, in the net, you know, free throw, you're talking a layup. And then all of a sudden it just starts to, to, to go for you. And then, and it just, and it just starts to pour. And sometimes that can be hitting too. Um, you know, you, you get 10 runs against Nichols and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, like, you know, and maybe it doesn't look like 10 runs, but, Against T- TCU, it might look like five runs. Like five runs can beat uh, TCU with Eric Getty on the on the mound if if he's dealing on top of like you said, they're not committing um, the errors that they that they have. Um, and so, um, so I think I think that this will be an interesting series uh, for them. Uh, you know, obviously it would be huge if they could beat TCU because you know. Saying that they have better arms might even be underselling TCU. TCU, uh, without having it right in front of me, they've been to the College World Series, and obviously there was no College World Series last. This is a team that's made a few trips to the College World Series over the last five seasons of it. You know, yeah. Um, like this is this is a really really quality uh, baseball team out of the Big Twelve, and so uh, if you could get a win, Friday, it sets you up really well on Saturday. Um, but if you could if you could get a series win, no matter how you, no matter how it falls, uh, that would be such a big momentum boost um, going into Sunbelt play. Seth Lewis of KTC TV3 has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Seth Lewis Inc. That's at Seth Lewis Inc. Seth Lewis Incorporated. He, Brianna, of course, Andrew Clay do an amazing job over at KTC TV3. They're on top of it. A lot of things happening in the world of sports. Very busy weekend here. And, um, Seth, at at what point today do you think you're just going to have to tear up your bracket and say, okay, well, I'm not winning? I mean, how how confident are you as we wrap up this conversation? I mean, you were talking a big game early. I'll be real with you. I'm not usually someone that's ripping my bracket up after round one. I'm pretty good after after round one. I'm I'm still feeling myself. It's usually... The Sweet Sixteen, where it's like, all right, like it's it's time to it's time to rip this puppy up. Time to throw um, in the but towel. But the good thing is, Duke uh, Duke can't fail me this. Year. Um, and I'm not even a, a a Duke fan, but anytime I pick Duke to 
to go somewhere. Uh, they've always, always, always um, done me a solid and lost in the second round or in the Sweet 16 or something of that nature. So uh, even once, uh, I think it was the C.J. McCollum and Lehigh, <laughs> they lost in the first round. You see, so, uh, I, I, you know, I almost made it through this whole conversation without you having to bring up C.J. McCollum, who plays for the Blazers, who oh, just beat the Pelicans last night the for the second night in no. a row, and the Pelicans who blew it on Tuesday and then lost you, last you, night. You, you did that. No, you, you – that. that was intentional. No, you just no, wanted no. to end this conversation no, by getting me upset about I, the Pelicans, nah. and you did. I, I, I just went I just went through Duke, and I was like, oh, yeah, C.J. McCollum hit, uh, hit, that, hit that nice shot. Yeah. C.J. McCollum did not, burn the, did not burn the Pelicans like that. That was Dane Dollar. Um and don't get me started either, because uh, after after I said, man, not not gonna watch. Uh, the TV was turned on. Yeah, I didn't do yeah, it. I knew. Somebody turned it on to the, to the fourth quarter. I don't want to hear the excuse. Um, early this week, and they got you. Uh, they pushed it to seventeen, and yeah, whatever happened. But um, but no, I I, I feel confident in my bracket. I'm not I'm not gonna rip anything up in the first round. All right, talk, good. You come talk to me on Monday. That, that's that's when uh. I can well, tell the you good, it, the good news is we still have more games Monday. I mean, as, as as upsetting as it was, we didn't have our normal Thursday kickoff. Right. You know, Monday we're going to have games and and still be you know getting spots into the Sweet Sixteen. So uh, it's a little different sure. this year with the set. A little while I get used to, but all I know is that at about eleven fifteen this morning we're going to tip it off and uh, we're going to have some fun. Reminder: Rage Occasion Women's Basketball today, two o'clock, one forty-five pregame. Softball, 7-30, pregame. Both of those here on ESPN 14-20. Cajun baseball against TCU. We were just talking about it. All of those on Newstalk 96.5. KPL this weekend. Steve Peliquin is coming up next with Beyond the Game. I am Scott Prather. This has been the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Thanks to Gus Cattingale and to this guy right here, Seth Lewis of KTC TV3, for hopping on the show. Appreciate it as always, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, I will see you Tuesday. How your bracket's looking. Yes. Appreciate it, man. Always a good time. All the best. Up next is Steve Pelican with Beyond the Game. It's a great Scott show. Sponsored by Suit Up. I'll talk to you guys Monday on ESPN1420 and .com.